So, uh, Sean, we were just talking uh, offline about um, the the use cases and benefits for internal podcasting. Um, and I know you've been reading up on it, and so have I. There are uh, literally uh, probably hundreds of ways you can use a podcast to drive and to the benefit of your internal teams. Uh, but there are, I'm sure there's considerations as well. What have you picked up in your research? Yeah, another way that I think this is often described as private podcasting. So. If you think of probably what everyone is familiar with today and just typical podcasting, that's, I guess, distinction being made is like publicly available, right? So you might go to Apple or Spotify or whatever your favorite distribution like location might be on your mobile phone or wherever you listen to podcasts. That cohort or that subset of podcasting is kind of like publicly available. Anybody can access it. Vast majority of that content is free, if not all of it then there is a kind of a subcategory in podcasting often referred to as private podcasting where you can limit who has access to that feed if you will as in like those episodes and that can be private community that can even be paid podcasting now people are experimenting with that as well and some of the larger podcast distribution platforms are jumping on this concept as well too like apple and spotify so that's kind of a high level overview it's basically same type of concept of podcasts that we all listen to but only accessible via private group so like gated in some way so i mean really we're just talking about private content at this point right i mean mm -hmm. the most of the podcast platforms will have uh kind of a broad ranging support for distribution which is what you're looking for when you start a podcast in the beginning is like, like i need to be able to get this across different tech platforms i need to be able to issue this uh all over the world um, so it's great for that distributed audience. And what I think was happening is people were saying, well, this is great, but I want to deliver internal training for my company, or I want to provide um, some content for my sales teams or what have mm -hmm. you that could be wildly useful uh, for a specific subset of the audience uh, that maybe the general applicability isn't there, or maybe there's proprietary information. So I think this is really a, a great way to get there from here. Um, it's a little different than say things like a private YouTube channel where you're sharing links because you still have access to these distribution networks. Um, they're just behind a password or <clears throat> some level of authentication, right? Yep, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, I think the use cases here are interesting. One of the powerful aspects of podcasting that I love so much is being able to listen to the content when it's right for me. Everything else is kind of different than that, especially webinars. That's why I'm, I beat up webinars on this topic because I had received plenty of invites for them, especially over the course of the pandemic. It's like, I can't wait to listen to that, but I have a meeting then, or I can't go for some other reason. And sometimes you might catch a recording, sometimes you don't or whatever, but it all needs to kind of happen all at the same time and it has to happen real time and all that kind of stuff. Logistically, that's a lot more complicated. What's great about podcasting is you know, I, the people that are creating the content can create it when it's convenient for them and the people that want to consume it can consume it when it's convenient for them. So I think that's really interesting. And especially in today's world where everything is decentralized and people are working all over the world and we're talking about global teams, even at very small companies, People are working in different time zones. They're, they're operating in different times. A lot of stuff's happening asynchronously. And I think podcasting in terms of the logistics lends itself really well to that world and being able to distribute you know, information, whatever that information may be. And that can be content in the form of educating people. It can be 
also helpful for your own teams as well also and you gave kind of a couple of interesting examples so for folks that are like out in the field or working different time zones or whatever but trying to stay in communication with one another podcasting could be a great way to do that and i think the value here in terms of a private podcast is you can share information that you might not want to share publicly as well too now which is really cool when you can do that for free also so you know some some operating examples for that are things like um you might be sharing um special discount pricing for example right with your sales teams where you know there's discounts available to certain subsets of your client base that may not be available to others and you want to share that with your distributed sales force all over the country i mean i think it's really important um for folks when they're listening to you know this episode for example to understand that the the opportunities here for a private podcast are um, quite a bit different right there's also something to be said um not not just for uh, that sort of limited subset. There's also something to be said for that voice-to-voice, that parasocial relationship development with various levels in an organizational hierarchy, right? So it's not often, um, the despite, you know, maybe the internal operations best efforts, despite HR's best efforts or comp's best efforts, you might not get to hear the CEO very often talk about, you know, X, Y, or Z parts of the business. Um, a podcast is a great way to sort of flatten that organization a little bit and help develop uh, just a, a much stronger kind of uh, bonding relationship with the employee base broadly. Now, again, it is parasocial, uh, meaning it's a it's a one way and it's asynchronous, um, but it is, a, again, a great way to increase that sort of connectedness uh, inside an organization as well. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of, especially larger organizations, they don't get the ability to hear from a lot of their leaders a whole lot. And but most of them want to, to some extent, right, as a better idea for that for a piece in the machine, you know, what does that what is that building towards? So to be able to understand that, I think is good just for company culture in general, but education as well. And when I used to work at the Vanguard group with the mutual fund giant many years ago, they would do the occasional presentation and they had some of the most impressive economists in the world. And the presentations they would perform were just like remarkable in terms of the grander scale of the economies of the world and what the market is doing and all that kind of stuff, any of the leading or trailing indicators. Those presentations were phenomenal, but they were fewer and farther in between for a lot of the same reasons I just mentioned, which makes logistically complicated things like webinars difficult to manage. So if instead you could share that information with your entire workforce and they're like tens of thousands strong, you can share a lot of really beneficial information, which invests back into your people, helps educate them, helps them understand what it is you're doing as an organization via this mechanism now. So I think that should be really exciting. I think a lot of companies should take advantage of it. And and this is where this starts to get really, really entertaining, right? Because um, as uh, somebody who's trying to plan, let's say, content delivery for organization training delivery, I can use podcast content as a lead up to a seminar to make sure everyone's on the same page before they get there, which increases the efficacy of a, of a seminar. I can use it to eliminate certain seminars or certain uh, you know, on-site interventions that I may be typically performing. I think this is an important um, way, a uh, tool in the arsenal for someone who's trying to develop the talent in their organization. Um, to really understand that um, there's some some great low cost, you know, there's not a per se license for this. There's not a, a a per head engagement. We don't have to fly everybody to a specific location. There's a ton of cost saving opportunities here. Um, just on the on the podcast side alone, you start plugging that into 
some of the other interventions that you may have planned and things start to get really, really powerful really quickly. You get that compounding, compounding cost uh, reductions. Uh, along the way. If you think about how else you would get people that engaged in something that detailed to the extent of what might be tens of thousands of people that quickly, good luck trying to beat this as a mechanism to distribute that information as effectively as it is, especially given how popular podcasting is, you know, at the moment, smartphones and phones that can run all these those powerful apps and stuff like that are ubiquitous. So much of the infrastructure, like underlying infrastructure is already there. All you need to do is convert your content into this format, and then they can get it easily into their hands. You get you get opportunities for things. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of like all of my, my talent management and HR is kicking in. Um, right. You get things like um, you know, a daily, daily kind of CEO minute where you totally. get that like fireside chat. Yeah. That stand up like, Hey, here's, here's what I'm crushing on today. Here's right. how you can, you can support that. I mean, there is tons of ways to drive that sort of, uh, connect in this organization. And mm-hmm. again, with the, the cost of these things being as low as it is, uh, it, the interventions, you know, like this will pay for themselves. Um, if two people listen to it. So it's just just yeah. amazing. Great. I think that another really interesting use case here to me is for those folks out there managing and running coaching communities or private communities there, which I know is something that I would, I'm working on building as well, also for in the B2B SaaS space. So working on these like micro SaaS applications and things like that, which I know we talk about a lot. So if I want to have, you know, publicly facing content, I can do that. And that can be a lead into private content as well too and then i can leverage that in any number of different ways if i want to grow like my list of email subscribers or my community i can get email sign up behind my private podcast or that can also be something that is part of whatever it is i'm monetizing like my coaching community in general so paying for access to the coaching community but the podcast can be a way that i'm distributing that information or the podcast itself can be a way for me to generate revenue also because it's you're able to kind of manage that as well also and i know a couple of folks that are leveraging that experimenting with that now with some pretty good results you can directly monetize now private podcasts so and not in the traditional way that people often think about how they monetize podcasts which is usually through advertising or something like that in this case people would actually be paying for the content which i think a lot of great content creators and popular podcasters are probably going to consider adding this or complementing it to some of the other stuff they're offering as well. Yeah. And I think it leads into some of the sort of earlier strategies, uh, you know, back uh, 15, 20 years ago, one of the primary strategies for writing a book was write a bunch of blog articles and then staple them together, organize them a little bit and call it a book. Um, podcasting has that same potential, right? When we talk about totally. the ability to uh, get co- short content snippets in a conversational tone that you can then shuffle and order into collections uh, and process out into multiple different types of content. So the peril that a lot of folks had was, they, or the concern they had was, um, uh, if I publish all these blog articles, out on the net, they're going to be publicly available and somebody's going to take my good stuff and turn it into a book that's not theirs. <laughs> With a private podcast, you get the benefit of that sort of connected privacy uh, built in. And, you know, it's not first published, it's not out there in the real, you know, the rest of the world. Um, and you get to then take that and leverage it any way you see fit to maybe create new content that you can publish publicly or, or monetize in some other way. Yeah, it could certainly be an easy way for people to get into podcasting that are a little bit 
more concerned about just releasing information publicly from zero. Right? I'll be one to tell you that for the most part, whatever it is you're working on, you probably need to shout it from the rooftops, no matter how good it is in order to get anybody to pay attention. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got the scar tissue for understanding how hard it is in order to attract people as from an audience perspective to the content you're working on. But for anybody that that particular component or step in the process is holding them back, this could be a good way to kind of get started in something that's like a half step as well also. Um, and what I'm seeing from most of the content that I'm consuming in terms of learning about how to gain traction and things like that, which I think this plays a role in as well too, podcasting especially, and I'm experimenting with short daily episodes now too, which has been which has been a lot of fun, is to try to get as much content out there as you can of different types, just in whatever it is you are passionate about or you want to the kind of community you want to build. Then over time, you can evaluate what has been the most popular from all of that content that I've produced. And that will help you kind of drill down a little bit further into the content that seems to be the most engaging. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a powerful subject that we could kind of dig into multiple applications on, you know, I'm just sitting here just geeking out about some of the ways that this could be used um, uh, both to, you know, either, you know, private monetization strategies or, you know, driving, uh, driving larger organizational engagement. Um, and, and the more I think about it, the more I'm going, huh, that'd be cool. It'd be a great way to, to, to turn this, totally. turn this into more money or more engagement. So um what I can say is we'll definitely be revisiting this topic as we go forward in future episodes. Let's link to that article for that we found from Riverside as well, too, because I think that does a really good overview of what private podcasting is all about. We'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. Should be down there if you're watching on the video. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at P-O-D-C-I-S-T-C-H-E-F dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.